Welcome to JV Reads the Tea. The T stands for tarot, honey. I'm JV Hampton Van Sant. Each week I am joined by a guest and I read their tarot cards. I use the Wild Unknown deck and the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit decks by Kim Kranz to dive deep with a special six card reading. And of course we go on usually pretty related tangents. So grab your wand, light a candle, and let's spill that tea, honey. The emotions in the beginning, like, always shift for me. Like, it sometimes it's smooth jazz. Sometimes it is shock jock. Sometimes it is... <laughs> um, <laughs> sometimes it's, I just woke up and I, I this is all I have. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're gonna aim for smooth jazz let's see all right, all right. <clears throat> what is up good witches and bad bitches welcome back to jv reads the tea Ooh, ooh, ooh. okay i might need to snip that and like use that for all of them in the future <laughs> I... nice intro yeah oh okay so Dear lovely people listening, um, our the, our guest today is somebody that I'm almost certain y'all have heard of, or who has had an impact on things that you have heard of. Our guest today is the fabulous Shannon Strucci. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. This is so exciting. So, um... I know where I know you from the absolute best, but where might uh, people on the internet know you from? I mean, number one is going to be, I did some video essays on parasocial relationships, and now everyone is sick of the word parasocial, and it's my fault. (laughs) It's like a word that's overused. Yeah, that's me. I did that. I didn't come up with the term. A couple of men in the 1950s came up with it, but that, and I do, um, you know me from Tabletop podcasting on critical bits yeah before the pandemic i used to do short films and do film festival uh, film festivals around the southeast and panel at conventions around the southeast not doing as much doing one con next month a little bit like uh this past month but cut i usually do like eight cons a year cut that down a whole lot Uh, but Mm. yeah i do a bunch of different stuff (laughs) (laughs) absolutely oh very very fun um I, yeah, I hadn't seen that essay until literally yesterday. Um, I, like, heard it referenced and understood the general topic, um, mm-hmm. but hadn't, like, watched the essay. I I would like to let you know that essay made me cry at one point. Um, so there is that. I think, I'm pretty sure you know which part it was. It was the, the bit with the, um, with the, that section of video, um, while playing that one game, uh, that deals yeah, with that loss and grief. Yeah. yeah. I um, cried a lot editing that. I'm, I don't cry a lot. I'm not a very emotional person, but that was rough. I will say like dealing with all of that. It's very, oh, yeah. very heavy uh, subject matter. Yeah, that was, that part was a lot, uh, but you know, it was a lot, but in like a, in a, in a good way. And I think, I don't know. I like, I hope that people, if, if they are tired of, <laughs> if they're tired of hearing about, the word parasocial 
I would hope that they would go back and um, that they would go back and watch this because I think it act like I think maybe they'll be less less upset hearing it in various <laughs> places, but also like I don't know. It's good to be reminded of it overall, mm-hmm. uh, just in general. But yeah, where I where I first found you was actually on um, was on Critical Bits, which I. Um, which I I love greatly. I think I I don't know that I'm all the way caught up. I, by which I mean I'm not all the way caught up. I know I'm not all the way caught up. I I will be eventually, but mm-hmm. um I really loved uh, loved your character's arc over the first um I don't know how to describe it other than like the first thirty episodes. I feel like is mm-hmm. the only way that I can describe it. Um. But yeah, I've liked your character's arc over that whole time. Thank it's been you. real fun. It's been yeah. really fun to play a coward who becomes less of I love playing cowards <laughs> and like characters who run away from stuff, but it's been fun to kind of get the character to grow up a little bit and become a better person. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a big mood. I <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate your character's habit of uh um bullying the bullying online bullying the mayor um yes <laughs> every time i think about that it just it fills me with delight and glee it's a fun um, bit the mayor on our show is a terrible person i look someone linked us there's a shirt on etsy i bought like completely unrelated to the show it's a shirt that you can get that says not now honey mommy's cyberbullying the mayor <laughs> And I bought it. I need to get a different one because it's tie-dye and you can't really read what it says. But I was like, oh, I have to wear that at a live show one day. And then Corona happened after uh, I bought it. But um, I do, that is a shirt and I do own it. But I need to get one that's uh, that's more easily visible. But it's hysterical. That is absolutely iconic. I, Oh, my God. That's so fun. I love that so much. Oh, wow. I, wow. That's just... <clears throat> I'm not saying I've ever cyberbullied a mayor um, <laughs> for legal reasons. No, I'm kidding. Um, I legitimately haven't. But It's so specific that it's a mayor. I don't know why that's extra funny. Like, <laughs> I, it's, it's because I feel like, okay, I'm going to get canceled for this. That's fine. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I will say it, damn it. Um, a lot of mayors uh, probably could do with a little bit of cyberbullying now. Um, <laughs> yes, that's my politicians. I mean, take. yeah. Honestly, honestly, that's how we can all do our civic duty. I think in this pandemic. Uh, on top of that, uh, like on top of showing up to the polls, and you know, maybe safely canvassing if possible for candidates that deserve it. Mm-hmm. You know, we can cyber bully the ones that don't deserve it, uh, by which I mean the ones who deserve, um, who de- cyber bully the ones who deserve to be cyber bullied, who are doing shitty things. Um, maybe I shouldn't advocate for cyber bullying. Whatever. I, <laughs> I'm being reckless today. I'm being <laughs> reckless on microphone today. Woo. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I like, uh. I like your uh, your character's uh, development over this whole time. I I don't know. It's just still one of my favorites. Thank um, you. That's yeah. nice to hear. I really like playing her. It's been really fun and re- rewarding. Ah, uh, yeah. I also just finished, um, I think it was about, hmm, 
looking at about uh, 45 minutes ago as, as of recording this, finished the, uh, um, the, uh, the, what, why English? I, English is the only language I speak. It has been the only language I've ever spoken. Why do, the whole word that I'm looking for just vanished from my brain, just, just gone. Um, I, it's going to come back to me. Uncanny Valley. That's it. That Those were mm-hmm. the words. I, I just finished that video. Um, and it made me think about clowns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's as, true, though. I mean, they're, yeah. they're like, that's such a culturally specific fear, though. Like, and what was it? An Overwatch character? They did a skin that was like a clown and it freaked Americans out. And they were oh like, oh, God. we know Americans weakness now. It's clowns. Because in Japan, they're not scared of clowns. That is. Wait, they're not. They're not afraid of clowns. In, in it's Japan. not a culturally. No, it's uh, I think Haven't it's a, a very it? American. <laughs> maybe because of it. I don't know. I, th- I think it's a culturally specific fear. It's really interesting. That is interesting. Also, just given the. Hmm. Given sort of like how those things, like, I don't know how to word the exact thought that I'm thinking right now. I will say it as it's in my brain. I apologize to anybody if it is culturally insensitive. Um, But one experience that I've had is that there has been a lot of like cross-cultural exchange with Japan. And it's interesting that fear isn't one of those that crosses that like mm-hmm. barrier. And I wonder... Hmm. I wonder what about clowns doesn't seem doesn't seem scary to them. Like I my fear of clowns is wildly specific. It is has everything to do with um having like a formative interaction with a clown while a tornado was happening. Oh um, wow. And flooding and a circus. It was bad but like the clown for some reason the clown is the only like fear that i left that whole like situation with mm-hmm. and the clown was like trying to help me so like that's kind of <laughs> fucked up but like whatever um i don't know i don't know what that means but um in all of my years of like you know try to understand psychology and things like that have not figured that one out probably never will it's fine <laughs> it's fine um but that uh like so that's very specific it and it's not it isn't in relation to that the uncanny valley exactly but when like when i think back to watching um it and it chapter 2 i felt a lot more of the uncanny valley type fear toward clowns with that movie mm-hmm. due to that actor's wild just wild choices in terms of like movement yeah the dancing i've only seen the first (sighs) of the newer movies but that's all very uh, inhuman and strange he's deeply alarming the second one is very good i do highly recommend or because ttrpgs exist i was part of a ttrpg that um retold that whole story it took us 14 episodes um cool though yeah um everybody was gay it was lovely um (laughs) what system did y'all use we used um monster of the week uh but a specific uh supplement for it which is called back to dairy written by christine previous nice yeah very very fun 
highly recommend everyone out there. Um, also, listeners, if you want to find that, presumably you have somehow located this show, and I don't know how you did that, but we're on a a network, kind of. It's not a network, but like it's a collective. We'll call it a collective of shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's part of that collective of shows. It's on um, it's on the One Shot Network. Um, so. Y'all can head over there if you want to. Um, it's the, uh, a horror borealis. There we go. I do not. Re- wow. I the words that I'm forgetting today are iconic. Um, and <laughs> my brain is my brain is iconic today. It is wonderful. It is doing great things. Um, speaking of things that are doing great things, um, these cards are looking fantastic. With the exception of this first one. <laughs> um, so this first one is the Three of Swords, um, which looks like uh, this. <laughs> that so, looks very, for the listeners, that looks very menacing. Yes. Uh, so for the listeners, it is three swords uh, wrapped together with a red ribbon that looks like it's been bloodied in a way it's a lot um (laughs) it's a lot it's a very busy image in general but like it it, specifically this image it's a lot um this card stands for uh betrayal heartbreak and turmoil and i'm just going to very chill yeah (laughs) just gonna mark the little time thingy here for myself um Okay. Oh, boy. Except none of that went through because my computer is mean to me. Okay. So, um, I will read for you now the the meaning in this card. A dark and complex card, the Three of Swords, is rarely a welcome sight. Its wrath may come in the form of lies, betrayal, cheating, or heartbreak. There will be emotional entanglement and confusion. Do not try to make any decisions while in this state. Wait for your heart and spirit to mend. So, um... (laughs) Is this for past? Yep. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Does Does that feel like it fits? I think so. Okay, solid. Hold on one moment. Four, okay grand cool all right cool now that now that i just have that marked so that i can can cut that a little bit later now okay so this is a this is a card that is that that means things and is a lot um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's uh it's not hmm it's an interesting one in that it's mm, its meaning is like pretty clear and very direct like in reading through the the meaning of this card um i like this deck in particular because a lot of its descriptions are very to the point um Mm -hmm. that was no mincing words oh i didn't even it went over my head (laughs) (laughs) it was a weird choice um it was a weird pun choice there but there it was but yeah and you're right it doesn't mince words at all it's very straightforward 
this was a bad thing. This was a bad time. Um, and it's, yeah, it's interesting because most of the cards when they, like, when certain ones come up, it's, I don't know how to put this other than they have a lot of variation as to what they can mean. This is not one of those. Like, it's pretty clear, like, what this means. Um, if not directly what it's actually referring to, it's clear what it means anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's that one. Did you, anything you want to say about that one? I don't know. I had a, a interesting life growing up and a lot of interesting yes. experiences mm-hmm. that were very difficult. I would mm-hmm. say so it makes sense and it's good that that's in the past. Yeah. Like a lot of, from you know just different variations of like bad friendships or like a whole lot of like death in my personal life or just uh, strange and bad experiences so Ooh yeah. It's yeah. unfortunate but yeah it's like that makes sense. <laughs> it it is an, for a while. Yeah, it is an unfortunate card just generally and like but the way that it Oh, sorry. I just I I have um so one thing that I've been meaning to do listeners I'm listeners if y'all have been paying attention you will know in the last couple episodes I mentioned that I was planning on switching decks from the ones that I'm currently using um to doing a sort of hybrid thing with this one and another deck um because of the way that they name things and I still plan on doing that however uh we have not done so today <laughs> because I didn't have my act together. Um, and that's just how that that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. And uh anyway, so I was holding this because this has a little like little cheat sheet uh regarding nice. like all of the things that might appear, but it's from the other deck, but figure it might be helpful on certain certain other cards. Um but yeah, so, yeah, I think the good thing about that last one is that it is in the past, and that sort of from there, we move into this, um, we move into this more, th- this interesting place, this interesting place that seems to have a lot of healing in it, which is great, so that's lovely. That's cool. Um, <laughs> and speaking of things that have a motherly and nice and healing energy to them maybe motherly is the wrong word to put there it'll come up it's fine um but we have the empress which is a large purple tree Um, or at least i think that's purple it's kind of purple and pink a little bit oh it's nice it's pretty i like it Um, Yeah, a little moon up at the top. Yeah. Um, so the Empress uh, stands for creation, nature, the mother. See, that's where the motherly energy thing came in. Um, now, with this sort of, with this type of card being in the Major Arcana, the Major Arcana tend to um, be more about stages, like parts of our life that were, like, that we're experiencing. That's not the way I wanted to say that sentence. Whatever. Um, but yeah, stages in life, just sort of as they um, 
as we go through them or stages on a journey. Um, if we're thinking about the hero's journey, this is still relatively early on during it. Um, there's a book out there that takes tarot, like the the major arcana of the tarot, and turns it into, um, and turns it into part of the hero's journey. If That's I can, yeah, yeah, it's really fun. If I can remember it, I will link it in the show notes for everybody. Um, but I might forget that. Uh, and if I do, somebody can tweet at me, and I will then tweet it out into the rest of the universe. Um, but I, I don't even remember actually reading it. Um, <laughs> but I remember seeing it and thinking, that's phenomenal. That's a good thing that exists, and I can't wait to see what that looks like. It's probably in my Amazon like wish list or something. <laughs> this never actually went through with it, but um, but yeah. So, uh, simply based on the way that this, the way that this sort of appears, um, especially in relation to the last card that we just saw, I think this, hmm. Okay, this also has a lot of creative energy to it. So I would venture to say that this is, in the present moment, finding healing in a creative endeavor. Does that sound like that feels correct? Yeah, that, sound, that sounds good. I've been taking a lot of time. Uh, Like I used to, whenever I would do drawings, I would like tweet them out and stuff, mm -hmm. but I've been taking time to like not... Like as much for affirmation, I've been doing a lot of drawing and like writing that just isn't like for money or you know uh, for part of, the and also trying to do more more voice acting and other things in between working. Ooh. Uh, it's been fun. Ooh, festive! See, you hear that, people out there doing casting for things? <laughs> Listen to that. I'm yes. available. <laughs> Highly recommend. That sounds great. Um, that's that's fun. I. Uh, voice acting is really fun <laughs> doing it voice acting fun. and voiceover is really fun and very exciting um, I just uh, earlier today finished uh, editing an audiobook that's technically my first audiobook I'm real excited about it Woo! It, the time it takes to do those um, challenging um and I didn't have this issue with, I've done narration things for other people. Um, and, uh, but like one of the issues that I tend to have is when a sentence is simply too long. Yes. Like, like a whole paragraph, but it's one sentence. I, from a writing standpoint, that just also seems like that's not how that's supposed to go. Yeah, pacing is important when you're writing. Damn. Yeah, agreed. Um, I didn't have that with this audiobook. Um, this audiobook had other issues that challenged me. Um, like one of the characters in it was learning how to speak and, and hadn't figured it out yet. Oh, wow. I have minimal acting experience, so I had to figure that out. I don't know that I did it right. We'll see. We'll see when I get the notes back from the studio. We'll see if they liked it. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, the the act of creating things without 
the need to like send them out into the world is really cool. I love that. It's that does feel like that like there's a lot more healing that can come from that than yeah. um than <laughs> than from the uh from the work that like well I mean, there's healing, I think, in all artistic endeavors, but there's like a specific kind of healing in the making of a thing that you don't necessarily immediately run and share with the rest of the world. Um, yeah, but that's uh, I think that's really cool and that's real fun. Now, that so that was the present, which okay. makes a lot of sense and feels correct there. So that is good. Now we're delving into. Um, I would in here remember in theory because it's the literal last thing that they will have heard. Um, <laughs> in theory, I could insert right here the words that I'm actually looking for from a previous thing, but I will simply revert back to calling it the problem card for the time being, um, simply due to whatever. Um, so this is the problem card. It is the... Whoop, uh, seven of Pentacles, and it's uh, really a very simple, simply designed card. Mm -hmm. um, it sort of looks a little bit like wood grain, and like just a well seven sort of coin-like star thingies, uh, sort of descending in a diagonal. Yeah, that's sort of all the card really is. It's very, it's a very simple card. This one but effective. Um, and this one is a period of contemplation um, and talks about uh, looking back at looking back at the work that you've done and looking back at um, like just looking back at what you've accomplished and thinking about what effect it's had. Has it been a success? Has it been a failure? Um, and are like if it was a success, where are like where are the rewards from it? Mm -hmm. Um like and yeah, that's what this card deals with. Um <clears throat> sorry about that. Oof, excuse me. Um but yeah, that's what this card is. It's uh taking that moment to sit and think and look back at what you've accomplished. Um and finding those finding those little gems from the things that you've done and finding finding out what the rewards have been um because i can guarantee they probably exist um <laughs> the rewards are there it's mm -hmm. just what are they <laughs> you know what i mean that kind of that kind of vibe um so yeah is there is there anything uh work-wise that you think this might have that this might be referring to? Well, I have been. Like we talked about the the parasocial videos. I th I mm -hmm. did a tweet thread recently um that was just kind of like my reassessing what I think is possible to do from a video essay and my own disappointment uh -huh. um at not really affecting any structural change whatsoever and kind of hitting a wall with it considering mm -hmm. the like personal sacrifices that went into the video. Um, and I wasn't looking for affirmation or for anybody to make me feel better, but I did get a lot of responses that were like, well, I showed it to my class or it meant a lot to me or it meant a lot to my friend mm -hmm. or, or that sort of thing. So it is like, I need to be 
I, I don't want to be overly dismissive of what my work has meant to people, even if it didn't do what I wanted it to do or if I have my own little frustrations with it. And so I'm still uh, thinking thinking a lot about that because like you make something to point out a problem and uh, it like the video I did got to a lot of people on an individual level, but structurally parasocial stuff is just worse and it's just getting worse. And it's like, well, okay. But I, I have been, I mean, this isn't necessarily future. Maybe I'll come, come around to a better place with it in the future, but I have been thinking a lot about it. That makes a lot of sense. I, uh, that makes a lot of sense, particularly with, um, I, I would imagine like just people's, well, hmm the parasociality of it all um <laughs> getting a lot worse in the in the panorama um yes 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 <laughs> oh boy and now um, we have vtubers and now we have like even today it was like john mulaney uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people on twitter were talking about how some people were so upset that he wasn't just like his stand-up or his relationship with his wife wasn't just like his stand-up or this idea they had of him it's like you're not his friend he didn't Ooh, do anything. Yeah. As far as I know, he didn't even like cheat on his wife. It's just like he had problems and they divorced. It's like he's a per like stop it. <laughs> stop being yeah. weird. Like, oh that yeah. I <laughs> even specifically with that situation, I remember thinking, oh, well, damn, that sucks. But also like, eh, such is life, right? Like that's mm-hmm. it is a fact of life that <laughs> sometimes people get divorced. Like, like I don't half know. Of marriages like... in the US, right? Like a lot of people it sucks. If it was yeah. my friend or a family member, it would impact me a lot more, you know? Yeah. And I think that's that's one of the things about the whole thing that sort of um that sort of gets to me is that like the people having empathy is a lovely thing, but this is like when that becomes ridiculous. Um <laughs> yes. like when it reaches a level to which it's like gone past the point that you would even maybe have empathy for someone if you actually knew them. Yes. Which is, uh, yeah. So like the, I, I remember with, with John Mulaney being a comedian that I really, um, whose, whose humor more recently I've found to be, um, really funny, which is, <laughs> I, I tend to not really uh, get very connected to um, white male comedians just ever mm-hmm. um, by as a as a as a rule, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just Fair. as a rule. A lot of them suck. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, God, the the amount of times I have been disappointed, uh, it, it's it's too much. It's too much. So rather than. Um, and like, and that's within the media that they've put out to to be like to be mm-hmm. clear. It is based on like the actual media they put out, and not even so much just oh random things they've talked about while online or whatever. No, it's been like uh, noted things and material. But even going back to older things, you can track like oh, there was transphobia hidden in this joke or something like that, and just mm-hmm. finding those things be like. Uh, this is disappointing. Mm. Um, but like John Mulaney is one of those comedians who's older stuff. Like there's, there's some weird things that feel like cultural appropriation, um, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure if they are. So I'm going to just leave it for now. Um, <laughs> like, Put it on the back burner. Yeah. Like on, like if I'm having like a, if I, I don't know, 
I don't know. I don't know. Maybe one of these days I'll like go back and watch an old special and be like, nah, this straight up was like cultural probation or nah, this thing that I thought might have been it was fine. Um, who knows? But I I remember like seeing the messages of like, oh, he's uh, like uh, seeing the the news and the fact that it was news in the first place was upsetting to begin with um, of him going into rehab and just thinking one, I mean, I not good, but like, you know what I mean? The reaction of like, glad that somebody is like getting the help that they need. Yes. It's the best step for where he is. Exactly. Like the the good in that regard of like the good good someone is getting the help that they need, but also like, wow, this is a thing that I did not need to necessarily know. Um, Hmm. (laughs) And with people having more and more time on their hands, it just you just keep getting more of it. And it is not ideal. Um, It's not ideal, but. I I don't know. I don't know. There's there are like certain bits of it where I'm like, I I wish that or I don't even know what the wish is that I have, but there are certain things that I just sort of hope people eventually like realize or like maybe examine within themselves. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> oh boy. One of my sort of personal personal-ish struggles with um with sort of parasociality it kind of kind of I will say kind of because I actually think in watching the video yesterday it illuminated several steps in which like like several things sort of came up there that um sort of illuminated to me oh that actually wasn't what happened here. I thought it was, but it wasn't. Or rather, I got worried that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that worry was actually kind of more of a healthy thing. It's, I think it's a healthier thing if one is worried about worried about a situation um, heading in that direction. Because um, it shows that you're at least conscious of it. Of like boundaries and being respectful yeah. of people and wondering. It's like, I'm a fan of this person. And I keep tweeting at them and they haven't responded. Should I stop for a bit? It's like, it's good to think that even if they're not actually just to have something in your brain. I know I can be too neurotic about stuff. I've worried I was annoying when I completely wasn't. But I think that's better than overstepping, you know? Absolutely. I like I mentioned the network I was on earlier. Um, Now, (laughs) that that was specifically the situation where I was like, I'm unsure of like how I got to be on this network and i felt like for a few moments there it was in that realm but then i sort of realized no um partially because i've been in this sort of realm for a while now mm-hmm. um like i've been in um in enough ttrpg things now for me to be like no this realm makes sense and i feel comfortable like i feel comfortable one in this realm and two like that that this was more of a peer situation um or at least when connections like actually were made it was more of a peer situation than it was anything else which made me feel a lot better um about that That whole situation right it sounds just like stock uh imposter syndrome 
but a lot of people you know that's a whole nother topic i'm sure other people have made videos and a lot of people have talked about it kind of like at length but mm -hmm. yeah and, and it's that realization of like oh i actually this person i respect i am their friend this is an actual reciprocal even killed relationship yeah 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 oof yeah <laughs> oh god there there have been a lot of like a lot of those things in my life that were there were moments where i thought a thing was where hmm, where i thought that the relationship that existed was in fact a reciprocal one and in fact wasn't even though the peerage was there that's mm -hmm. happened a couple times um but the moments where it's happened one i was a lot younger and didn't really understand fully just what was happening um and this and the other component to it that made it a little difficult was the bit of like of uh was the bit that that sort of was recognition i guess recognition from a larger group of people mm -hmm. being well known in a larger group of people made that such like made it odd because it wasn't so much that this person didn't know who i was it was more of a no they know who i am they have like photos with me we like went to dinner like with all of like a mm -hmm. bunch of things um it's that this person literally was establishing boundaries, but like I didn't know that they were there because they didn't like set them with me. Mm -hmm. Like the conversation of what they of what the boundaries were wasn't set with like in conversation or like even made aware. Mm -hmm. So the overstepping that did happen, I only learned about after I had already overstepped, but didn't realize that I'd done so. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That was an odd. That was an odd and very specific situation, but like it 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 was interesting to look back on it with this other lens and i and I thank you for the ability to have me like to let me do that basically by um by watching this and understanding this topic a little bit better and then going back and looking at things I mean it's not like I'm gonna like craft at it well that that situation in particular. It's not like I'm going to like craft an apology to that person. That's mm -hmm. simply never going to happen. But um, <laughs> for a bunch of reasons, not the least of which is like other things that they did. But like mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it helped me understand and come to terms with it and be able to like just sort of let the whole thing go. That's good. In a healthier way. So yeah, just to clarify, it has had impact. And I think that the, I, the, the structural... Um, that structural impact, I think, I feel like were it not for the pandemic and what that did to, like, everybody's social life, yes. um, I feel like with that, like, with, hmm, not, not me out here, like, trying to consider being optimistic and immediately my brain being like, optimism, girl. <laughs> the fuck? Like, um but the i guess eventually when we when things get figured out and hopefully covid flies off into the sunset mm -hmm. having done all it wanted to do um <laughs> oh i gave it that very anime ending but all right <laughs> like 
anime protagonist ending for COVID. No, that it doesn't deserve that. As long that, as it's whatever. an ending, as long, whatever ending, as long as it comes and exactly. is soon, uh, I can get a tournament arc an and win it. I don't care. Just like get out <laughs> of my life. Please. I that actually okay. That does remind me of a question that I wanted to ask you. Um, if a person wanted to get into one piece mm-hmm. how would they do so and where would you recommend that they start <laughs> it's actually much easier now than when mm-hmm. i was a little child i started i i'm around 30 now and i started reading it when i was 12 um mm. for how long i've been reading it for like almost 20 years which is crazy but the um this is the english publisher Mm-hmm. And through the Shonen Jump website for $2 a month, you get access to the whole backlog. I sound like I'm advertising for it. You get oh all of God. like One Piece. You get all, you can read like Golden Kamoi, Bleach, like every, Ooh. you can read like thousands and thousands of manga chapters for $2 a month. And when I'm... I was a kid, you had to go on like shady MSN groups and find bootleg <laughs> scanlations that were in terrible English and like had shot people would put shock images on it to troll people and you have to go in like weird websites because the the English version wasn't up very oh. far when I was reading it. it was just like in the beginning of it like way way behind now it's called now it's almost it's like almost simultaneous um, mm. but you could for two dollars a month you can get that you can watch the anime and the like voice acting and background music are really good but there's a ton of filler and I would say it drops off on quality a few uh. hundred episodes in <laughs> A few hundred And there's a ton of filler. I, I make everyone I know who watches it, like, look at the filler list and skip filler episodes because they're so bad. Uh, I would okay. just recommend, like, looking at the manga. And this is going to sound like a crazy person thing, too. This is going to sound awful. But if you just read the first hundred chapters, like, that's all. That's the investment. And if you don't like that, then just stop. Everyone's like, it's way too long. It is over a thousand chapters. The first 100 is, like, the first big um, arc. And it has, like, the first, like, really good villain and the best, like, really good character stuff and good fights and everything. And it's really interesting. And it's its own sort of almost self-contained thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're doing a live-action adaptation. I think it's going to be on that Oh, the story Jesus, God. I... The, for the first <laughs> season. Yeah, I don't know. That's going to be a Netflix thing. I don't... That's a whole other topic. But I would just say read the manga. Um, and look Absolutely. up your favorite scenes on YouTube because they're going to be on there. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you like anime more you can watch the anime too but the manga you i read fairly quickly so i can get through stuff way faster than like watching the anime with like scenes that are repeated like dragon ball z style because it's toy animation Ooh. oh jeez. okay yeah that mm, okay i also for two dollars a month like i i didn't realize it was only two dollars a month like had i known that i would have it's okay. crazy it's not even it's not just one piece it's like every mm-hmm. it's like dozens of series and like thousands and thousands of chapters i didn't even i really like golden kamoi i didn't even realize it was on there i was like oh, i'll read a little so bit cool. of it and i read like 200 p- chapters in a day and like got you know i was up to like 8 a.m reading golden kamoi with my two dollar a month <laughs> i just love that it's still that like I just love that the the life that Shonen Jump has found because I remember getting the magazines in the mail. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did too. that's how I got into it at uh, Blockbuster what? Video. It had Yu Gi Oh on the cover. In oh my god! And I was like, "What's this?" And I got into I read a whole bunch of like Shaman King, oh. and at the time I never got super into Naruto. <gasps> I read Naruto King. and Bleach and a ton of. Sh- I was really big into Shonen when I was a teenager. With like I'm, everything, Shaman King really like was my personality for like oh, nice. a good few years 
I don't know. I really like ghosts. And that sort of has continued into whatever the hell this is that I'm <laughs> currently doing. Um, I really, but I've really, mm, God, I, well, you sold me on a subscription. So there's yeah, it's that. It's so cheap. Like I said, from, from risking viruses or being like a 12 year old in an IRC chat with like weird people, you know, Lord. like it was just not a good scene uh, or yeah. going on the MSN groups. Now it's all totally legal. And you can get mm-hmm. all this like high quality. It's like it's, it's so cool to see how accessible it is. Or like I got the Hong Kong bootleg DVDs a long time oh ago God. with broken English subtitles because they were translated, I guess, like into like Mandarin or, or Cantonese. I don't know. And then back into mm-hmm. English, and it was like really terrible translations. It was either that or fan subs for all. Now you can get the dub art. You know, it's like really cool how much it's changed. I do from love years ago. I do love that. I think my. One of the weirdest things I think I've ever, like, done anime-wise that was, like, (laughs) in search of a specific thing was um, trying to watch, like, every variation of Sailor Moon at one point, Um, and I found the live-action one. Oh, wow. This was in... I must have found that... Like, I was in college when I found that, so that was must have been around, like, 2010. And, like, there were all of two episodes that weren't uploaded onto YouTube. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, that was a, that was sure a thing. <laughs> that was sure a thing that had almost no budget. It was very clear how low that budget was. Oh, mm-hmm. God. But... They really put their heart into it, and it was still fun. I I know that if I were to try to go back now and, like, watch a clip, like, it, <laughs> I would receive psychic damage immediately. <laughs> like, just, it wouldn't, oh, God. But, whew, honestly, going back and watching, like, really old YouTube videos with, like, the quality being as low as it was, mm-hmm. it just... It like actually hurts sometimes, like which feels yeah, like crunchy. It's like, yeah. it's like a t- you're looking at a tiny like three by three pixel thing, oh. and you're like, "Wow, I watched this a lot fifteen oh, years boy. ago. That's crazy." Yeah, like looking back at old music videos is occasionally really fun, and just seeing like, "Wow, even with a budget, these weren't great." Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, but well, that was. That was the, the 2000s. Oh, boy. Um, 2000s, where we either got real good music videos or they were abysmal. Um, <laughs> there was no in-between. They were either iconic or absolute dog shit. Um, huh. Though it occurred... Mm, I'm trying to think of the last... I guess the last music video I saw was from earlier this year. Not that that really means anything, but, like, the last one I saw was made earlier this year, and it was fine. It was mostly people in one room just sort of standing and emoting at a screen, (laughs) which, well, of course it was. It was put out in January during a pandemic. (laughs) What the fuck did I expect other than that? Oh, but I don't know. The visual storytelling, I guess, was kind of there, but, like, not really... And the song itself didn't have a lot of visual storytelling to it. But I don't want to put the song on blast. So, like, I'm not going to name it. But, like, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I like I like music videos that have visual storytelling to them. Not a lot of them do. I will say one of my favorite videos on the internet is um the uh what if Celine Dion sang WAP? <laughs> I haven't seen that one. It is first of all, Shuba is a great impressionist, just in general. The impression vocally of Celine Dion singing it's it's iconic. It's it, it's incredible. It is so well done. I it's it's just such a good thing that just exists on the internet that I can watch as many times as I want. Um <laughs> it's perfect. I may or may not link that in the show notes. I might. It, just unrelated to absolutely anything. Just might drop that link and just see what happens. Um, that is another reminder for the listeners to definitely check the show notes. Because I, I have told y'all so many times. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to bring that <laughs> bit back. That bit where I would yell at them for not looking at the show notes. I'm not bringing that back. Um, it was funny. But I'm going to drop it because I can't. I can't pretend to be mad at them anymore. It just doesn't work. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm an actor, and yet I can't pretend to do that thing. Anyway, um, so the uh, solution card, I think, slash the uh, outcome of the thing to consider um, is the Mother of Pentacles, which in my other deck would be known as the... Sovereign of Pentacles. Um, the other deck, the reason I started using it um, was because it had a gender-neutral terminology. Um, and I will go back to using it. I just, I don't know. I didn't feel like it today. It's fine. Um, and instead of queen or mother, they have sovereign, which I like a lot. Um <clears throat> But the Mother of Pentacles um, advocates for uh, compassion and patience is what I'm getting from this, um, from the reading of this. So, well, okay. Um, so the, <laughs> oh boy, the, so with the last bit and the, con and the like contemplating of what what the accomplishment of this has been. Um, I think what this card is saying overall is it has done good. Um, it has done good if if even if it hasn't done quite the the core amount of good that it should do, which it still might yet do. It's possible. I'm I'm again just gonna blame the pandemic for there not being more like structural things. Mm -hmm. But I think um even in just the way that like various um the I the word that popped in my head was artist, but I I'm not sure that that's the word I want to use. Um but basically, um, where I've seen this referenced um, and, and in all of the content that I've seen, that I've seen that particular essay referenced in, um, those people have then, have then like set like established boundaries and have been mm -hmm. very clear about it. So like, 
if nothing else, it has affected the creators, at least on that platform in particular, um, to consider, or at least some of them, the more the more thoughtful of them. Ooh. <laughs> Not me being shady. Oh no. Um, but it has had a lot of them like consider more what they're doing with their platform one and two like the thinking more about that um thinking more about the boundaries that they need to establish for them to be able to live their lives and um have an effective career and whatnot um so in in hearing that which is also odd that i also heard it too a little bit but like whatever that We'll leave that alone. But I think that at least them establishing those boundaries there has protected some people mm -hmm. um, and will hopefully trickle out, I think, to more to more people doing that same thing. And like this card is sort of suggesting, I think it just is going to require a bit of time. Um, I think it'll require a bit of time, but but it's going to happen. I There's that hope. There's that mm -hmm. weird bit of hope that just keeps seeping into my damn brain. <laughs> ah. <laughs> it's good to have. It's good to have. Yeah. Hope is a good thing to have. And I would say also, let, let's be hopeful about this too. Um, yeah. So now looking at the future, I like this one. I like this one a lot because this one is the Two of Wands. And the Two of Wands is... By far the gayest card in this deck. <laughs> um, just yeah, yeah, for for various reasons. Yes, yes. Yeah, just a full rainbow in the background. Just two wildly phallic objects. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, just <laughs> there's that. But the two of wands um, represents a determine, determinate, determine what? Wow, represents determination and direction. Um, and I'll I'll read this one out because I think this one is actually um, just has a good overall good overall vibe um, and also like doesn't get wildly too personal like some of the other ones do. So this one, I think, will be good. So. All right. With the two of wands, it's clear you're on your way to success. You focused on a goal and have boldly pointed all efforts in that direction since the suit of wands deals heavily with the mind, take this time to become aware of your thought patterns specifically toward yourself. What qual <clears throat> What is the quality and tone of your thoughts, mostly positive or negative? How well do you treat yourself on your journey to your highest dreams? I, th I like this one. This one is a good overall reminder to, to everybody, to be completely honest, to, uh, be nice to yourself mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. to have a goal. And also while like, while in pursuit of that goal, be nice to yourself on that journey. Cause it's hard having a goal and trying to reach it and trying to do things. It's difficult, but it's possible. <clears throat> this has been a wildly hopeful reading and I do appreciate that massively. That's fantastic. Um, it's good to hear. Right. Yeah. So I forgot to mention this card earlier. There's a bonus card. Now, this bonus card is Animal Energy to Carry Forward. It comes from a different deck than the previous one. Um, the deck that we have been using 
is called the Wild Unknown Tarot. Um, that's I'm holding up the cover of it for for <laughs> for exactly one other human being to see. <laughs> that looks nice. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's a good um, it's a good deck. I highly recommend it to everybody. Um, the cards within have a lot of uh, have a lot of natural like things on them, and it I don't know. There's just something nice about that. Um, and a companion deck to that is the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit, um, which I got worried about uh, for a certain bit about the problematic nature of this type of thing. But I don't know that th- that this is as problematic as it might be in the way that it uses animals. It doesn't feel appropriative. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, includes various other, like sort of includes a bunch of different uh, cultural sort of touchstones to it that aren't... Um, that aren't just drawing on the mysticism of indigenous people uh, without, you know, giving back in any way. Um, I've thought about that a lot, dear listeners. I've thought about that quite a bit because if there's one thing I don't want to do, it is be um, harmful to uh, harmful to groups, especially ones that I do not belong to. So I highly encourage anybody out there doing readings uh, to just sort of, well, doing anything really, just to examine what you're doing and make sure you're doing it respectfully. Mm -hmm. But that's just general advice for everybody in the world. Now, the the animal that I've drawn for you um, here is... um, (laughs) I... Okay. (laughs) This, This card is is an animal that I feel like gets a really bad rap for like no good reason and I I will blame cartoon movies for it but I'll show you that it first it's it's the vulture oh yeah like they're really cool actually <laughs> I was walking once in like a suburban neighborhood and there was a vulture eating roadkill and mm-hmm. I was surprised it was so like timid. I w- I kind I didn't like go up to it but I it seemed more it was not aggressive or like scary or gross. It was just like what are you doing? And I was like okay, I'm walking by. But it was yeah. a pleasant interaction. I was like I interacted with the vulture and it didn't Canadian geese are the monsters. Honestly, <laughs> I'm terrified honestly, of them. <laughs> honestly, Canadian geese swan any of that specific brand not mm-hmm. me coming out here with the hands already Oop, no okay like <laughs> they're I, terrifying <laughs> they're mean they are horrifying they're so sc- ducks are terrifying mm-hmm. they look so adorable when you're like at a river and you're trying to watch them swim against the current there's something about that that's just fundamentally adorable now in my brain there's also something in me that's like ha <laughs> yeah try that motherfucker just every time when i watch them doing that because they are aggressively terrible like as animals vultures on the other hand are out here just trying to like clean shit up yeah (laughs) like after we run into the like after i almost said lesser animals and that feels rude but whatever after like small animals just run into the middle of the road 
um, because they have not evolved as of this point to understand that running into the middle of the road while the sun is at its highest point is probably a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and haven't quite like grasped the, oh, this is what a busy road is. And the busier the road, the more likely I am to die. Um, because evolution takes time. And, <laughs> and they have not evolved to figure that out yet. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Whatever. But I, I've always, like for the longest time throughout like most of my life, assumed that there were just people who did that. That there were just people who would go through and, like, grab, like, all of these, like, small animals that would get, like, you know, that would get killed by a car, but then, like, would just sort of be there. I had truly thought that it was just people going around, (laughs) going around and, like, picking them up and, like, moving them off to the side or whatever. No. Nope. Mostly birds. It is mostly birds that do that, at least Mm -hmm. in my area. Um, because we in this area don't pay people enough to do anything of the sort. Um, that I can't, I can't think of a single person that I have ever met, and I'm including people who are professional butchers in this, who would actually go out and like for a job clean roadkill, like and clean roadkill off of the road. I, I, I don't personally know even among like the more gruesome jobs <laughs> that some of my friends have, like none of them would do it. I literally have a friend who is a actual soldier and would absolutely refuse to do that. Like <laughs> it's wild. But anyway, so vultures are pretty cool. And the sort of energy that this type of, um, that this type of animal carries in, in relation to this card is that of the guardian and the purifier, and essential for rebalance. The vulture is perhaps the most misunderstood creature (laughs) of all. This intriguing bird balances our ecosystem and prevents the spread of disease. It does the dirty work that no one else wants to do and cleans up our messes. The vulture appears when there's a situation that needs to be purified or brought back into balance. Remember. The vulture is greatly undervalued. What you thought was a mistake or tragedy is a blessing in disguise. When imbalance, a vulture-type personality, clarifies and reveals wisdom. When out of balance, it can be dramatic and aggressive. To bring it back into balance, clean your space and maybe sage it out a bit. I love I I love this deck a lot because it it it's bring into balance section is always like a toss up in terms of like its advice. It'll be something practical like clean your room or something. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> like okay. And then like ah burn some sage. It'll be fine. <laughs> Just like ooh, practical advice and then the most hippie advice possible. <laughs> yeah, talking about, like, worrying about appropriation. It's like, just get some sage. Yeah, it's like, just sage it up. Get some Palo <laughs> Santo in this bitch. Come on. Um, Honestly, I do. I, I, do. Mm-hmm. I was just saying it before I recorded. I told you I can't find my part of my mic stand, so I'm just, like, awkwardly holding 
but I do need to clean my room because I don't know where I put it. <laughs> it's fine. I'm just bracing, you know, bracing the mic stand against the chair rather than it being on the table where it belongs. It's like, yeah, I need, okay, after this, I need to take 20 minutes to find the stand and reassemble it correctly. See, this, the cards know. The cards. They do. They know that, like, first 20 minutes before recording, I was just shuffling through my room, like, where is it? Where is it? Oh, man. I I totally get that, though. I, like, I lost the remote control to the, um, to the television that is in my room. I don't know where it is, and I have not realistically tried to look for it that hard because Mm. my cell phone doubles as a remote control to that specific device. It's beautiful. I love that. That is great. Also, I still need to find that remote control. <laughs> like, absolutely still need to find that remote control. Um, but it's gotten me to use uh, to use the other, not me out here sounding like wildly privileged, but honestly, these TVs are wildly inexpensive. And one of them was because my little sister bought two of them. For some reason, not sure why, whatever. <laughs> Extra TV. Right? So we have one in our living room. Um, she has one in her bedroom, and I have one in mine. Um, we we have exactly three rooms in this apartment, and all of them have TVs in them, um, <laughs> which is great. Sure. Um, but I've gotten to use the one in the living room a lot more uh, because, well... Well, honestly, I use it more often because I like to sew in that room. So, yeah, anyway, but that's I'm what I'm trying to say is I relate to the need to clean, um, <laughs> particularly due to a lost item. <laughs> but yeah, um, overall, I think the energy of this card is like, yeah, um, be uh, carry the energy of the the fixer. Basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> bring that that fixer energy into into the future, and uh, things will look things will look up, things will look bright, things will be great. Um, that's that's at least how I'm interpreting this. So yeah, um, overall, this reading is wildly positive and very happy. Um, even in its like in in the moments where it's where it seems like it's touching on something pretty deep. It's it all ultimately seems to be about uh, balancing and looking at the brighter side of things. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. That's good. That's how I try to be. Yeah. And I, it's also one of those rare readings where uh, there wasn't one of the uh, several cards that I've termed the pandemic cards. <laughs> They're like, ooh, you flip it over and you're like, well, I know what that means. Yeah, there's one, um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, I think it's the last few of the swords, um, like the eight, the nine, and the ten of swords are, like, one of them is ruin and rock bottom. Ooh. Yeah, like... (laughs) So whenever that that... futures card, (laughs) that's not what you want to see, right? Yeah, that one fortunately has never shown up in the future. It's only ever been in the uh, present um, or the problem. 
And I think one time it's been in the past, which was nice to see in the past, but uh, not the most ideal in the world. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me on this today. This has been super duper fun. Thank you for having me on. I'm glad yeah. I got such a nice reading. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's always a toss-up. We never know exactly what we're gonna get with these, but we know usually that we can find some light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. If not, there's usually a lot of like figuring out of advice and like how to move through something. It's fun. Um, but yeah, so where on the internet can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Plenty of Alcoves. Uh, Critical Bits is at Critical Bitcast. I'm also the film correspondent for Struggle Session at Struggle Sesh. And I'm one of the co-hosts of like a special topic series on the One Piece podcast called Fight Together, where we co- <laughs> we've done episodes on like fascism, on like trans representation in the show, queer stuff. It's been really a cool, like sort of um, rather than just doing episode by episode or chapter by chapter discussion, we take like a serious topic and kind of break it down. That's been really cool. If you go on YouTube and type in like fake friends parasocial, you will find me. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> Excellent. I listeners, as always, y'all know, y'all know I do this. Y'all know I will be in the I will be in them show notes with all the the with all the relevant links. Um <laughs> and some completely irrelevant links that you are just that you just, just need fun. to see yeah, yeah like just some I, fun extra links honestly i think i am just gonna start dropping random links that aren't connected to anything and they'll be hyperlinked to just a word and people just like have to figure out what i meant you know throwing some jokes there Make You're doing it a- an ARG. <laughs> I just learned what those were today. Oh. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> Ooh, spooky, <laughs> right? Like I, it was. Um, I was watching a Izzy's. I think Izzy's had a video uh, that came out today, and I watched it. It was on the. Um, <laughs> it was on the. It was on the teleport one that happened on Tumblr. I was not a Tumblr kid. Um, oh. <laughs> so I I like learning about all the weird shit that happened on Tumblr. Was you it ever hear about me... the witch that oh. stole bones? That was like one of the big, some lady what? stole got it. There was like controversy because <laughs> you stole bones from a graveyard. That's one to look up. I'm sure there are videos about that. That's like one of the craziest. Are people something about like Hannibal, cannibal, or, or um, Hamilton, cannibalism, RP. There's like weird. Like, genuinely oh. weird things happened on Tumblr before <laughs> Yahoo bought it. I used to be on it uh, in, like, yeah. like, uh, late teens, early 20s. Mm. That, it checks, I mean, I'm happy that people have Tumblr because, honestly, what my Tumblr was, um, like, what the equivalent of Tumblr was for me was um, <laughs> DeviantArt when DeviantArt had chat rooms. Now. <laughs> oh, well. Woo! That was a time. Um, and it was a bad time, dear lovely listeners. It was a bad time. Um, in retrospect, I regret ever being on that platform. Woohoo! But it's fine. It's okay. And you'll never find any of the things that I've <laughs> ever done on that thing. Quite literally, because the amount of times I have changed screen names. 
Like, just in general. Too many to count. But also, DeviantArt is just whatever. But that was what Tumblr, I guess, was for a good chunk of people. And I like looking at what those experiences are that people have. Like, there's just real funny. Um, mm-hmm. That and, like, ooh. Actually, okay. I want to ask you a question because I feel like you might have some insight on this. I might cut this just for reasons, but like, or not, mm-hmm. not for any reason, actually. But I, because this is kind of like putting a, putting a film person on the spot a little bit. So I, I apologize for that. But I was having a, a set of thoughts um, <laughs> after watching uh, Glass from 2019. Now, the thoughts that I had were, is this man actually bad at directing or, <laughs> or is he just a man of color in Hollywood who's been set up in a bunch of ways? Hmm? Or like and set up to fail or, or set up to... Yeah. <clears throat> For his like major failures, like mm-hmm. films that were quote unquote major failures, despite again making back the money that they cost to make or whatever and like all those things the things that are culturally reviled are they on their own separate from other things actually that bad like is the village actually like okay Well, that's a bit. That's that's one that okay. That's not the best example. I know. I can't. (laughs) I can't effectively like say. uh, I will say I watched that one for the first time this year and enjoyed it. But I think lockdown had a lot to do with why that was a more interesting one upon rewatch. Um, uh, maybe. I don't know. The acting was also incredible. That was just another thing because the acting always tends to be really good. And I find that a hallmark of a really just poorly made movie is that the acting is terrible and the story doesn't make sense. And most of his stories make sense to me in some way. Like like the message that the story has. Old, I think, is a is just bad. And but like, but also Glass was just two years ago, and that one was actually not that bad on its own. I also did a little bit forget who it came from, mm-hmm. which might have helped. But like, I think, um, and I was like genuinely surprised kind of at the end, at the end of that one and the direction that it took. And there were, hmm. There's also something for me about the the way that <clears throat> the way that Avatar the Last or sorry not no the way that the Last Airbender was not great. That was one I was going to bring up because didn't I haven't seen it? Didn't okay. he recast a lot of character? Or I mean, I'm assuming that it was actually his responsibility, and not like a producer or something. Like a lot of the characters is like white people. Apart from Zuko, like weird choices like that. Well, like, hmm. That's the thing. Yes, but also, to what degree was the casting his choice? Mm -hmm. At that time, 
feels fe- like I'm uncertain. I I have I I'm uncertain about that. Also, given the way that the original creators of Avatar: The Last Airbender walked off of that project and walked off of the next live action adaptation for it. Mm-hmm. marks a pattern of behavior for me that makes me think oh so if we didn't give y'all full creative control over a project that you allowed to be helmed by another person you're just gonna run away and give it a bad name publicly so that everybody's going to watch this knowing that y'all dislike this and then be mad at this thing Mm-hmm. And yes, there were certain core things about, like, The Last Airbender that wasn't great. I remember at the time there being a lot of, like, a lot of people talking about, pronun- like, the way certain words were pronounced. Oh, wow. But I was, but apparently the way that they were pronounced was actually more authentically East Asian. Um, oh, then. <laughs> which is why I was like, oh, shit, wait, no. Ah! But, like, that was, I found that funny, uh, just looking back at that now. But, um... Yeah, there was a bit of whitewashing, but to what extent was that his fault? I'm not mm-hmm. fully sure. I don't know. I think it warrants further analysis. But, like, if you look at the films that he did that were really good, it I I just don't know how one goes from that to something, to something like old in particular. Unless there was a system they were in that got them to that point. Mm-hmm. And it feels like that might have been there. I don't know. How do you feel about M. Night Shyamalan is, I guess, overall my question. <laughs> I would honestly need... I haven't seen one of his movies. I think the last movie of his I saw was The Village when it came out. Oh, wow. So, 2004. Mm. Um, Holy shit, that movie When I was so a child... Old. <laughs> um, I'm looking at his directed features. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked The Sixth Sense and Signs. Yeah. And really, the Village. I was like, we read The Gathering or whatever, The Gatherer, whatever in school. And this is like that, but not as good. Me as like a 14 year old or whatever. Um, <laughs> isn't it happening like trees attack people or something? Trees are evil. The I, happening I would need to watch more of his stuff. to do with the trees. I haven't seen that one. I, I'm about to do a thing where I go through and I watch all of the films mm-hmm. um, and I try to piece together whether or not, oh, this being one of the most famous men of color directing movies um, and like still being given a bunch of projects. Like that was really the thing for me is he's been given a lot of projects. So if he was like actually bad at this, wouldn't they have stopped giving him things? I probably well. It says the budget for old was only eighteen million, which I'm sure is what was the budget for Last Airbender according to Wikipedia, hundred fifty million. Yeah. I, I would just look into. I mean, um, mm-hmm. watch the movies and watch the commentaries and the making of featurettes and and get a better feel for like his relationship with studios and how much in control he is. Maybe like maybe sometimes mm-hmm. his ideas are just hit or miss, or maybe he's up against something. You know, where he can take it there, like, we got this weird thing, let's put him on it, and he can take the fall for it. I, like, again, I haven't seen one of his movies in, like, 16 years, so I uh, (laughs) would not be, Mm. it's only, like, hearing, but I would be interested in seeing Unbreakable in Glass. Honestly, 
I I recommend um I haven't seen Unbreakable, but I definitely do recommend Split um for horror. Like it was my only issue with with Split was like is the nature of the fact that that story just has ableism in it, like mm-hmm. at its core. And that part I don't like at all, um, particularly in like the way that it's I don't like that, but I understand why it's there. Is it like and I think disassociative identity disorder? Is it, it is, yeah. Phrase? That is, yeah. yeah, that's quite literally it. But it isn't like, but even the way that the way that it's portrayed is done so, not in a way that to me seemed really bad. Like, because I've seen it done really poorly and for mm-hmm. shock value before. But this didn't feel like that. And then there's also a supernatural component to it that sort of made it a little interesting but i'm not i'm not sure but i i i'm not sure but the movie itself is great and also anya taylor joy is in it so i'm just going to recommend it to everybody anyway um, the wikipedia page has a whole section reaction from the mental health community you know that's not ew, a good sign that is not a good sign um, a lot of mainstream movies are ableist yeah. or, ha- or have not to dismiss it but uh, yeah you know yeah like a lot of it a lot of it's not great but like that I feel like the movie has a lot of merits with that, but no going into it that there is a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think it also is the nature of having um, having the antagonist of a story be somebody with mental health issues is always going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Oh, God, it's wild to say this, but... Split makes sense if you watch Glass and you get to the ending of Glass. So I definitely definitely watch them in order, for sure. But also, <laughs> but so also no, yeah. But also, when you get to the end of Glass, it'll make sense and it'll feel less. That part of it will feel a little bit less icky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Or at least I at least that was my opinion. I don't know if I don't know whether or not that part will be in this last this last bit. (laughs) It might be. It might not. Whatever. And if it is, listeners, let me know what y'all think about about those movies. I I don't know. I feel like. There was one one. um one video that I did watch that recommended watching his movies without sound and putting on an album because visually, yeah, because visually you could like the storytelling is all very visual in there and you can see it. But Mm -hmm. like sometimes the dialogue and the actual words don't mean anything, which is interesting. And also an interesting thing in relation to, um, to again, like his power as a director, because also like he did get a wildly great performance out of somebody who was like nine, in the sixth sense. Like so, oh, yeah, yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like like a wildly good performance out of a very small child. And I feel like like there yes, there's the innate like fact of that one kid just being a good actor or whatever sure but also like 
everybody was good in that movie, though. Like, all of the acting was good in that movie. And all the acting seems to be really good in every single one of the movies. Even if the words that they actually say don't quite make sense. Mm-hmm. If the way that they said them does, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that that's necessarily bad. I think it's a style. I don't know that it's necessarily good or bad. It's interesting. Anyway, um, I'm sorry. I just had to had to had to ask a film person about that oh, no, wild no theory. Um, hundred <laughs> percent. Just lo- I mean, it's yeah. the only way to know is to look. Mm-hmm. into it because it's like what level of agency does a marginalized person have in the hollywood system what you do, that, like yeah. obviously it's less than someone who isn't but it's also you don't want to take away his agency if he they are his choices you know you don't know precisely you just gotta, precisely uh and i like watching commentary i always thought it was very interesting even before i started making short films and stuff i love learning if I like a movie, how it was made and hoping that the director is at least a little charismatic and interesting to listen to. The Die Hard commentary was one of the most boring commentaries I ever listened to. Oh I turned God. it off, even though I love Die Hard. But yeah. Oh, oh for that's wild to me that that commentary would have been He was bad, talking about like... wallpaper in a bathroom in a scene, like the gold oh. leaf on the wallpaper. And I was like, I just don't care. I have to turn this off. I, yeah. I remember that very, I was like a teenager, like, oh, I want to learn about how Die Hard was made. And I was like, forget this. It's boring. We, we like, well, we can't tell you what we actually paid attention to in this scene, but what we will tell you about is this wallpaper right oh, here. Oh, wow, the wallpaper is sp- fascinating. <laughs> the gold leaf on the bathroom wallpaper in the scene and one of the best action movies oh, ever made is boring. Yeah. That reminds me of being in um in an English class at one point and like the English teacher going on a rant about like the color blue in like an Amy Tan novel for like a smooth like 30 minutes well and everybody in the class being like girl the door was blue like what the (laughs) fuck are you talking about like we like we like we get it but also the we were but also at the same time we are 16 and we don't want to be here so like if this was (laughs) if you are auditioning to become a professor somewhere else where people gave a shit about this this would be fine however an audition feels like a weird word for that but fine yeah like (laughs) uh but also i like when people are passionate about things like i mentioned in um I mentioned that in uh, our DMs earlier, but I was like, I, I don't know. Even if I don't know what somebody's talking about, sometimes somebody just speaking passionately about a subject is enough for me to be invested. Oh, for real? <laughs> I, I uh, really like Super Eyepatch Wolf's video essays, and he's got mm. a lot on like wrestling. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just never <laughs> got into wrestling, but I love he'll talk about stuff, and I'm like, all right, I'm about to learn about the Undertaker <laughs> for thirty minutes. <laughs> wrestling. Know? wrestling is weird i don't know why i like i kind of enjoy it now i think maybe because um well friend of the show scotty um has a has shown me a fair bit of wrestling but also usually with the commentary off so i can't hear anything i can just watch what they're doing Mm -hmm. while talking to my friends about it and i like giving them fake names (laughs) And, like, the first, like, match I watched, there was, like, all right, so there's these two dudes here who look like they're Vikings, but they're Vikings from two completely different islands. Like, one of them is clearly from Scotland, and the other one is from somewhere that's not Scotland, but 
you can tell by their appearance and their mm-hmm. attitudes. It's a whole thing. And then later on, a dude who looks like 2003 Hot Topic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was The Undertaker. That's his vibe. I don't. I don't it wasn't The Undertaker. I forgot cookie. what that. There's a lot I of forgot. wrestlers. I forgot what that man's name was, but that man. <laughs> I don't know how to say this without being kind of rude. I'm pre- I don't know how old that man was, but I was concerned for his back most of the time. Mm-hmm. Not even because of the moves they were doing. I just I'm I'm 31 and I know what my back is like. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> so I was watching this man who looked clearly older than me, like visually just looks very old, which also made the makeup and the outfit funnier because again, 2003 hot topic real funny um this man i i was concerned because he looked like he was too old to be doing this which feels rude because like that's not like a thing necessarily with wrestling but like it was i don't know but anyway it made the commentary a lot more fun um Mm -hmm. also there a number of um like a number of trans and queer wrestlers that I find very, very interesting um, and funny. Um, Sonny, uh, oh God, what's his name? What, what's, what's his, I think it's his. I forgot what their pronouns are, so I will go with they, them for now. Um, Sonny Kiss is, I recommend looking up Sonny Kiss because everything that they do is fabulous. Um, just the most that's my fave I, I picked a favorite i have a wrestling fave nice. yeah right it's sometimes just good to have those but anyway um dear lovely listeners if you would like to uh i don't know like support the show maybe uh send it to somebody um i don't know send it to somebody send it to somebody who likes unhinged conversations <laughs> Oh boy. There's a market. Like, There's a market for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um and like follow the Twitter account, I guess. Um all the links for everything is in the show notes and I'm going to tell y'all like ways that you can help out the show in the outro. So I'm not going to rehash them here, but be well, do as much good work as you possibly can while also acknowledging that ooh shit. It is stressful out there. Mhm. Mm. It is some stressful shit out there. So take care of yourselves and stay safe out there. Woo-dee-doo-dee-doo. Dee-doo.